auditorium with us or joining us by way of the internet. Welcome, welcome, welcome. On your way in, you should have received the Connect Packet. That Connect Packet has a little card at the bottom. Fill out all that information. Drop it in the offering box on the way outside the door. Pastor Angela will connect with you, see how she can pray for you this week. Also, QR code behind me is another way that you can fill out all that wonderful, wonderful information. Directly after the second service today, we have Meet the Pastors. So exciting. You will have the opportunity in our auditorium number one to meet with Pastors Angela and Pastor Sean to hear about their heartbeat of the church. And so the exciting thing about that is we just want to, to get to know you and get to love on you. This month will mark my two-year anniversary with this amazing church. It has been an amazing journey. The Lord has done so much in my life, and we want to be able to do all the same things for you. So this is our last week of the series that we're currently in, Gospel Culture, and I'm so excited to be able to welcome Pastor Susan on the stage. Watch the video. All right, good morning, everybody. Wow, y'all are awake for first service. You're ready. The energy's in the room. Turn to somebody and tell them, I'm glad you're here. Man, I am excited to be at church on a beautiful Sunday morning. You could have been anywhere and you decided to be with us today or join us online. And I'm thrilled that we get to do this together. I don't want to take up any more of the time. One of my favorite speakers in our house is uh, Pastor Susan, and she's going to come. And would you guys give it up for her as we jump right into this next final week of gospel culture? Yeah, that's okay. All right. Good morning, everybody. Let me get set up here. You know, I'm a little extra every time. I got my timer ready because I always go over. Amen. All right. How many of y'all were here last week for the first part? of gospel culture. Okay, that's good. That's good. How many of y'all remember what the sermon was about? To be a what? Hey, say it louder. Be a witness. Yes, in order to create this gospel culture that we need very badly in our society, yeah? We need that's really bad. We've got to do two things. Number one, he talked about it last week, is be a witness. And today, it's be an ambassador. Everybody say ambassador ambassador. So I'm going to give you really quickly here the definition for witness. Just in case you forgot last week, it is someone who sees an event, has proof or evidence. How many of y'all have been a witness to something? Jesus working in your life. Maybe you appeared in a court of law. We're not going to talk about that. But God redeems. Amen. Amen. Okay, so then we got an ambassador. It's someone who represents someone or promotes something. Very simple, right? And when I think about this, I think, you know what? Everybody here has been an ambassador at some point in time. Maybe you don't realize it, but you have. Maybe you have worked for a company that your company sent you as an ambassador to a meeting. Yes? You had to give a sales pitch or represent and try to seal the deal right. And then I thought, okay, what's another really funny way somebody has been an ambassador? How many of y'all have ever been a wingman or a wingwoman? You did. Okay. I did it. Hey, go tell him that I'm interested and tell him how great I am, right? That person was an ambassador on behalf of you. 
And when I think about Ambassador Reeling, to me, I keep going back to this time in history. Many of you know, years ago, I used to be a district manager for Sears. Y'all remember Sears? Sears, Roebuck, and Co. All right, well, one holiday season, I was walking into my store. You know, the mall, there's people everywhere, right? And I walk up to the portrait studio, and I see this, just this big gather of people right in the way, just like causing a traffic jam. And my first initial thought was, who authorized that? What is going on? My customers can't get through. What's happening here? And as I began to get closer to see what was happening, I was thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have to fill out an accident report. Somebody fell. You know, that's how your mind starts working, right? But I got closer, and I began to hear what was happening. And there was this guy, and he was talking in a microphone in a headpiece. I was like, what's going on? And he started talking all about this product. And guess what it was? It was the ShamWow. Y'all remember the ShamWow? Man, this guy was, he was passionate about this. And I got to listen, and my, my thought went from being aggravated and irritated that he was causing a traffic jam to, wow, he's actually doing a pretty good job selling that. He's passionate. I should recruit him. That was my next thought. I need to recruit him. But the longer I stopped and I listened to him talk about the product and how great it was and demonstrate all the ways that it can be used and the fabulous ways that it can improve my life, I was impressed. And I was like, man, you know what? It's not about him at all. It's about what he's representing that's doing all the work. And then I got to thinking, wow, I can eliminate so many things in my life, all the unnecessary tools, and just go to this one. I can have something in my life that will clean up all my messes, amen? And I won't need to need nothing else. And no, one, no matter how many messes I make, guess what? It's going continue to continue to clean them over and over and over. And you know what I'm getting at right now? As an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, we got somebody who will clean up all of our messes, y'all. Over and over and over. We can get rid of all the extra tools that we use, the friends that we go to for advice, the bad choices that we make, and we can go to that one thing that we're representing because he, he can do all things. Amen? And yes, I left buying a ShamWow. And I think we still have it today. I'm telling you, I think we still have it today. So I want to give you this first scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.20. And, you know, Paul wrote this. Paul wrote a lot of letters in the Bible. And this particular one he wrote to the church of Corinth. And he wrote this particular letter because they were in kind of this, like we are today, in this me culture. Y'all agree we're in a me culture? Everything's about me. Let me take a video of myself. Let me post it everywhere. We're in a me culture. They were too because they were coming around to knowing Jesus Christ as their Savior, but they were coming in from all these different cultures, all these different religions. This person ate this something. This person didn't eat something. Very much like today. We got our vegans. Any of y'all in the house? Vegetarians. We got our carnivores, right? But here's what he's telling them. He says, we are therefore, forget about all that. He said, forget about those differences. We're worshiping the one true God. So this scripture says we are therefore Christ ambassadors. Everybody say that word ambassador. You got to take it in. As though God were making his appeal through us. Just think about that for a second. We, it's telling you right there, you are Christ ambassador. He is making his appeal through us to a hurt, everybody, The me culture, what does it produce? It produces a hurt world, right? 
a hurt world. Our calling is to be his witness, to be his ambassador. All the time we hear, well, I don't know what my calling is. I'm still searching for my calling. This is it. To be his, number one, his what? Witness. Number two, his what? That's it. It's really simple. It's really simple. It's not this big cloud in the sky calling. Be his witness and be his ambassador. You know, it's funny because, y'all got to excuse me, I got a wonky leg over here. It may fall any time. It's really funny because a lot of us, and if, and if this is you, I want to get a witness. When I say, can I get a witness, that means say amen. Let's try it. Can I get a witness? All right. Maybe this is you. Some of us, when we hear that we are witnesses and that we are ambassadors for God, for Christ, we get excited. Is that you? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We get excited every opportunity that we have to pray for somebody, we're on it. To speak Jesus' name, we're on it. To witness, to serve, we're on it. But that is not all of you, because I did not hear the whole congregation, whoa, whoa, okay? Some of us, let's be honest, and if that's you, raise your hand. It terrifies you. Yes, I saw the hands. It terrifies us. Why does it terrify us to speak the name of Jesus? Why does it terrify us to walk into that natural-born calling that we have already been given before we were even born? Well, let's talk about it for a second. And if you were one of the ones that raised your hand, just shake your head if I get to this one. Number one, our fear is that they're going to start asking us too many deep questions. That's it, right? Well, Pastor Susan, if I start talking about God and I start trying to be a witness, an ambassador, and I invite somebody to church, they're going to start asking me questions that I don't know the answer to. So what happens? We withdraw and we don't go out into the field, right? Because we're scared that we're not going to know the answer. Let me tell you something. You don't have to know all the answers. Amen? God will, his word says, I will always give you the words to say. You know, Pastor Nelson brought in our devotion this morning in our huddle. He said, he gave us the Holy Spirit to do the work for us. You have nothing to worry about. You know, somebody even told me one time their reason for being afraid and their anxiety. How many of y'all got anxiety? You think about it, you're like, oh, I'm already flustered, right? Because somebody once came up to them. And when they were telling them about Jesus, their response was, so what do you think about the dinosaurs? I would probably be a little bit pulled back too. Like, bro, that's not even what I'm talking about right now. But those are the kind of responses we get in this world today, right? Well, why would he flood the earth if he loved us so much, right? These questions will cause you to revert and not want to be so outspoken because it's a fear, right? It is a fear. And, you know, the biggest thing is that, oh, you know what? I don't want to make anybody mad and have them storm off offended. Because guess what? Not only are we in a, a me culture, y'all, we're in an offended culture. Offended. Everybody gets offended about every, I've probably offended you today. I heard who all was laughing. We get so offended. Don't worry about offending them because you can breathe and you're going to offend them. 
And I know y'all post all kinds of crazy stuff on your Facebook, so don't even worry. Don't even worry. But here's the big deal. Don't worry about somebody coming back to you asking questions about the dinosaurs, why he flooded the earth, about religion. Because if you're making, if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. You ready, church? Okay. It's not about being an ambassador of religion. It's about being an ambassador of a relationship. Every time you're a witness, every time you're an ambassador, you were just talking about the great things that he has done and the ways that he can change in your life and freedom can be made and chains can be broken. Amen? It ain't about religion. It's about that relationship. So here's what I'm going to do. To take the scary effect away, and for those of you that are still sitting there going, no, Pastor Susan, mm -mm, got anxiety, can't do it. I know. I know some of y'all are. I'm going to give you three very simple ways to be an ambassador. You ready? Can I get a witness? Okay. Three ways to be an ambassador. And I'm going to give you this first scripture here. First Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12 says, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So way number one is sharing your life. Write it down. Three easy ways, guys, sharing your life. I'm going to read that again. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And I got to tell you, I, I got to testify to this church. This is one of the, the beautiful things about Relate Community Church, man. We share our lives with each other. We don't just go to church and check out and then come right back next Sunday. No, no, no. We open up our homes. We have small groups. We serve together. We serve our community. We'll serve out in this hot parking lot in the middle of summer just to bless and enrich people's lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ as ambassadors. Everybody say ambassador. Man, share your life. The best way for people to know you as a lover of Christ is to show your devoted life every day. Yes, every day. If you're taking notes, and even if you're not, I want you to say, but, write it down, capital letters, but, here we go, you ready? Our lives have to be different enough from the world for people to even notice. The best way to be an ambassador is for people to see your devoted life every day, but the world has to see a difference in you. You can't look like everybody else. Amen? Can I get a witness? You cannot be the ambassador for your favorite sports team. And you're the one, that, oh, yeah, I know him. He's the Texans guy. He always wears Texans gear. He's always at the games. He's always. That's okay to love the Texans. But think about what you're truly needing, what you're called to be an ambassador for. God's family. You know, if we, and really that looks like many different things. If you're rolling with the world, you're rolling with the bad jokes, you're rolling with the bad people, you're rolling with the wrong choices, you are not rolling with God's purpose over your life. Think about that. You have to look different for somebody else to notice who lives inside you. Mm, Y'all, that's good. Come on. Facebook posts, just saying. Number two, very easy. Number one, share your life. Number two, share your story. Come on, hand clap for anybody who has been through some mess. No, 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 no. 
Lots of mess. Hot mess express right here. Been through lots of mess. Share your story. 1 John 5.10 says, The one who believes in the Son of God has this testimony within him. We believe and we receive. Therefore, that is our testimony to share our story. Lives change. People, they, they connect with you. Go, oh, you've been through that too? That is your life and your story. It's not, the, it's not the answer. It's not all the biblical debates. It's the personal story of what God has done for you. And I want to give you a little bit of a testimony here. If you've been around Relate for a while, I shared this testimony about three, three and a half years ago. My goodness, long time ago. Excuse me. I told you, dramatic. All right, so I want to, you know, most of y'all know I grew up a preacher's daughter. Big family, five sisters, two brothers, and I'm the baby of the family. How many babies we got? Baby, we special, okay? So I just want to give you, not only it's going to be my testimony today, but I'm going to give you the testimony of my oldest brother, John. Some of you have heard this, but it is so impactful, and I got to tell you, the Lord has really impressed on me, gosh, probably for a lot, the last month, that it's time to share this testimony with somebody. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, until Pastor Sean lost his voice last week. He said, I need you to preach. Okay, guess what? The Lord said, there it is. It's exactly his testimony. That message, you've got to deliver this. So let me tell you about John. So I'm going to show you the first picture up here. This is my mom, beautiful mother, and my brother, John. And this is the age where he gave his life to Christ, y'all, 13 years old. 13 years old. You know, he went away to church camp came back saved, and not like, you know, some of us when we get saved when we're younger and our, our, our walk really starts later when we fully understand. No, he embraced this. Like, he took that change in him, and he ran with it. A couple years later, he joined the band. He became the youngest drum major ever as a freshman. Can we show that picture? This is in the 80s, y'all. Look at him, how handsome. He became drum major, and of course, all the girls were like, oh, he's drum major. They were sending their ambassadors, go talk to him. But then he caught the eye of this one, and they become real sweet on each other. Let me show her. This is, this is going to tell you what year it was. Y'all, how many of y'all had those Coke bottles? Come on. So her name was Tanya, and they became real sweet on each other. Let me tell you something real quick. Tanya was not a believer. She was not saved, nor did any of her, the people in her family go to church. But because... My brother John took to heart what it meant. He said, you know what? I really like you, but I want you to come to church with me. I really want to, you know, have a girl that's a believer with me. So can you just come? Come hang out with me at youth group. Just a simple invitation. She came and she hung out. And after a few weeks, she started coming regularly to church, to youth group. And before long, Tanya gave her heart to the Lord. Amen. She went home and she invited her little sister. So her little sister started coming to children's ministry, and not long after that, guess what? She gave her heart to the Lord. You want to know why? Because just like down the hall, we got ambassadors, and we got witnesses pouring into your kids right now. It matters. It matters. Well, let me just fast forward just a little bit. Her and her sister were just changed lives, and guess what? Her parents ended up calling my parents and said, hey, so we have some questions about the church. What? 
And before long, they started coming to church, and they got saved. And before you know it, this whole family has given their lives to Christ. Amen? Well, something I haven't told you yet is my brother was born with uh, congenital heart failure. He was actually getting uh, close to being prepped to go into surgery to have a valve removed. And I remember, you know, the night before he went into surgery, we went down to this little wishing well out in the courtyard of the hospital, and we threw some pennies in. He said, let's make a wish. So I did that, and he knelt down beside me, John, and he said, I was only five at the time. He said, you know what? I just want to let you know I love you. Do you know I love you? And I said, yeah, I love you too. And he said, but most importantly, and I want you to listen to me, church. He said, most importantly, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. I will always love you. And I may not always be here, but Jesus will always be there for you. And I just remember that so vividly in my mind. And I didn't process it at five years old. I was probably too worried about what wish I was throwing in, right? But you know what? We went back upstairs, and I left. Somebody came and picked me up and left. And the next day, he went into surgery. And about 30 minutes into that surgery, they couldn't control the bleeding, and he did die on the operating table. He lost his life at 16. At 16. And you know, he had made such an impact in our community and in the church and the youth group that all the schools closed down to attend his funeral. All the businesses in town, we were from a small town, closed down to come to his funeral. For two hours, people were lined up out the door to say their respects and goodbyes to him. At 16, y'all. At 16. And, of course, that was hard on our family. It was hard on her family. Both families, we moved away to different areas. That's tough. That's rough. If you've ever lost a loved one, you've lost a child, you know that is rough on the family. But guess what? His testimony does not stop there. Y'all ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. Okay, let me tell you. I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. Tanya moved away. She went to college. She met a man who was in the military that didn't know God. But you know what she said? I like you and everything, but I want you to come to church with me. So she gave an invitation. And guess what? Years later, they got married, and they started a family. Can we show that next picture? This is her and her three children years later. Amen? All of them growing up in church. She had three beautiful daughters that she brought up in the church. And let me tell you, the youngest one does short Christian films. The second one is a school teacher at a private Christian school pouring into children every day the goodness of God. But this oldest one, she decided to be a missionary. Let me see the next picture. This is her. Now the next picture. And because of her and following God, she put Bibles into the hands of people who have never touched one in the villages of Rwanda. Come on. But let me tell you something. This life change right here could not have happened if what? Go back. If they had not brought up their children, go back into the house of the Lord. And let me tell you, it makes a difference, guys. I grew up bitter sometimes at my daddy for making me get up and go to church. Y'all know how we are. I don't want to go. But praise God, he did. Praise God. Go back again. Keep going back all the way. Take it all the way back to John. And let me tell you, all of these lives change because he said yes to Jesus and he gave an invitation to church. And here's the kicker. It ain't even over yet because this year marks 40 years he's been gone. 
And guess what? His testimony is right here in this room. We could have mourned, you know, the fact that, oh, what God, he could have done through him if he would have just kept him around longer. We could have grieved the loss of, you know, all the amazing times I could have spent with my brother. But no, we are celebrating, praise God, because he understood the assignment. Amen? At the young age of 16, he understood the assignment. And lives are changing every day. And I hope that this is impacting your heart today. Because 40 years of testimony, and it's still going. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all, for real, for real, praise Jesus. And I'm so blessed that I get to share that testimony with you today. Man, 1 Peter 2.9 says this, you are a chosen generation. Think about this as I read. You are a, even though it was written so long ago, it applies to right now. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are his own special people. I'm talking to everyone in this room. You are his own special people. And here's the big part that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness. Amen. And into the light. Out of the darkness, you're no longer in darkness. Share your life, share your story, and then the last one, share an invitation to church. Share an invitation into your life, into your story. Share your life, share your story, share an invitation. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. You know, when Jesus assembled his 12 disciples, He didn't say, all right, y'all, let's get together. I need to make sure y'all go to seminary school first. Okay? I need to make sure that I can quiz y'all and you know all the answers. Right? And that's how a lot of us feel, like we don't know enough. Like we don't know enough yet. But all he did is he offered a simple invitation. He said, come and what? Follow me. Just an invitation. Come and follow me. You know, the majority of us are here today because somebody gave us an invitation. Yeah? Y'all agree with that? Somebody gave us an invitation. Maybe that person is sitting beside you today. Maybe that's somebody long ago in your past. But you envision that person right now. They extended an invitation. They stepped up as a witness as the calling, that the one thing that we are called to do, they stepped up as an ambassador to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. An invitation, just like John. It's very simple. You know, we're going into this new series that starts next week. It's called What's the Point? And this is where we are challenging you right now as a church to go out and be the witness, be the ambassador, invite someone to church. We've got a whole table right out front of these books, and we're encouraging you to grab a book. I think they're like 15 bucks or something. We're only charging $5, which is a small investment into somebody's life and future and chains falling. Amen. Inside this book, there's a little QR code. There's an invitation where they can check it out, see what it's all about. But for the next four weeks, our whole series is about this book. 
So as you're reading it, you're following along, and I guarantee you, some of you right now are already thinking, yep, I know who I need to give that book to. And here's the easiest part. You just got to hand it to them. You can do that, right? You can do that even if you're afraid to say anything. Say, come sit with me. Take this book and see what it's all about. And you know, I think about where I was so just lost for a while. You know, I I got into these few years. I, I call them the missing years because everything that happened during that time really doesn't even matter, right? B.C., call it. But I think about this one lady, and I've told this before, I think, where she came up to me and she prophesied over me, and she was this gentle, kind um, lady. She was Catholic, and I re- she was speaking in Spanish, and I, I really, I felt I knew what she was saying, even though I wasn't understanding what she was saying, but she told me, you have such a purpose. You have such a calling on your life, and you're not seeing it right now, but I see it, and I don't even know you. Go back to God, she said. She didn't even know me, y'all. Go back to God, she said. And I see her right now as that ambassador in my life, that person who gave me another invitation to go back to the one who brings us out of the darkness and into the light. So I want to close with this last scripture. Acts 5.42 says, Day after day in the temple and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus. I want to read it again. Day after day. Everybody say day after day. It's not just today. It's not just after you pass out the book. It doesn't stop then. It is day after day in the temple that's here at church, from house to house, from our neighbors, our work, our friends. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus. We can't stop. We can't stop. We can't stop. Let me tell you again, you can't stop. Don't give up because they've told you a hundred times no. I'm, I'm living proof, living testimony, a living witness right now that there is something so powerful going on in my life right now. Things that I have prayed for for years are starting to take form and God is starting to work miracles through because we can't stop and because people never stopped praying for me and people have not stopped encouraging me. Amen. So I want to give you a chance right now. We're going to pray. But I want you to remember this. We are Jesus. Jesus is us. It's even in his name. He needs us. This is where you're calling as a witness and you're calling as an ambassador. It has to happen. I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to pray a second prayer for anybody who wants to give their life to Christ today. But as I'm praying this first prayer, I want you to just just think in your mind. Say, God, you know what? Give me that person that you want to invite. Bring them forward in my mind. Who can I bless with this book? Who are you calling me to invite and give that invitation? And I guarantee you, church, we are going to see lives change like we've never seen before over the next four weeks.
Come on. Lord God, we just thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to share such an amazing testimony of your goodness and the way that you work in people's lives and how your goodness continues to change hearts and break chains even to today, God. I pray over every person sitting in this auditorium today, Father, that you weigh heavy, you weigh heavy on their heart, Lord God, and that the calling on their lives begins to just bring them out of where they are to go where they need to be, Lord God, where you're called them to be, Lord God. And I just thank you over every invitation that's going to go out. And we just declare right now in this room, Father, that your will be done, that lives change, Father, and that we step out of our anxieties and we step out of our comfort zones to be able to walk into our great purpose to represent you, Father. And I just want you to keep your eyes closed and your head bowed. And right now, I just want to give an opportunity for anybody who wants to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you have been searching for something for a long time. And you just can't quite figure out what that is. Well, I can tell you what the missing link is right now. It's Jesus Christ in your life. This is your opportunity. This is your chance to start a whole new journey. And let me tell you, you are going to be wowed by the goodness in your life. So right now, if you're ready to say, I'm not going to call you forward. I just want just a quick little hand raise. If you're ready to say yes to Jesus today, you're ready to start and walk into your ambassadorship. You're ready to be a witness to the goodness in your life. I want you to raise your hand. Thank you. Yes, amen. I see you. I see you. And maybe you're saying that word yes silently to yourself today. I'm going to pray for you. And I want each one of y'all to say this prayer together out loud so no one feels alone. Can we do that, church? Lord Jesus, today, I give you my life. I ask you to forgive my sins, Father. I ask you to start a new life for me. I ask that I can be your ambassador and your witness that you will forgive and redeem me, Lord Jesus. And I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen. Thank you. Can we just celebrate? Maybe you're watching online and you said yes today. We celebrate with you today. Amen. Y'all, come on. Can we get a witness? God is so good. All right. Y'all give it up for Pastor Susan. What a good message. All of us need to hear that. I want, I want to just encourage you, think about it for one second. Just give me 60 seconds for you to imagine in your head, what would it look like if we all just said, okay, I'll be a witness. I'll be an ambassador. I'll take this mission personally and step out and invite people to church. I'll invite people and hopefully their life will be changed. Hopefully they'll make a decision that will impact not just their life, but their family, their children, their children's children. Like what would it look like if we took that seriously and not just came to church and said, wow, that was a good message. Make me feel good. I can go to lunch now. <laughs> what would happen if we actually took the mission that Jesus gave the church seriously and made it part of our lives. That's our hope this series. Next week when we start, what's the point? The point of the series is that we take that mission seriously. Let's invite some people and see all kinds of lives change. You know some people and I know some people that need God in their life.
I know Pastor Susan was saying you're thinking of somebody, but who in your life, maybe you haven't even thought of them yet, but who in your life do you know they need God? You've thought, man, if only they had God in their life. If only they had the peace that I have. They're so anxious. They're so torn up. They're so broken. They're so far away from God. If they just had the rest that I have. If they just had the community that I have. If they just had the access to the things that I have in God. I pray, I pray that God just drops someone's name into your heart. He just put someone on your mind this week that you can that you might not have talked to them in a long, long time. You just need to call and check up on them. We're not looking for people who go to another church. I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to bring somebody to church just because they're a church person. We're looking for somebody who needs God. Amen. So I'm not going to take any more time on it. I want us to take just a second. If you're new today, maybe you're online and you're new to relate. You're just trying to figure out what's going on. We want to connect with you. There's lots of things that are hard to figure out. If you if you need more information, if you want to connect with someone in small groups or um, any of the other programs that we've got going on, we want to help you do that. Or if you just on your connect card, in your connect card, there are some, uh, I'd like to be baptized. Maybe you have a prayer request that you want our prayer team to pray for. Right at the bottom of the card, you can just write those issues. Our prayer team, Angela and I want to pray for you. So fill out the connect card, put it in the box on your way out the door today, and um, we want to pray for you. We want to believe God for change in your life, believe God for Him to meet the needs right where you are, and uh, I want to give you a couple things before we leave. There's a few ways to give, as always. You can give um, by text, online, you can give in an offering envelope at the door. You can give right here in the service. I want to pray for your giving because our giving is part of our worship. When we say worship, that sounds like we're going to sing songs and clap our hands and stuff. But our worship really is, Paul said our worship is uh, the sacrifice that we, our bodies, uh, the lives that we live, the things we do for God. Whether that looks like money or time or effort or talent that we use for the kingdom of God. That's how we give. That's our worship. So. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that God returns the gifts that we give, that He multiplies them, that every dollar that goes into the offering today would be changing someone's life. All right. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come to you right now. We honor you in this place. We honor you with our lives as living sacrifices. We honor you with the giving and the offering, with our voices lifted up. With this community that we live, God, we honor you. We represent you. We are your ambassadors and your witnesses. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you guys stand up on your feet and let's just worship. Let's just lean into that place of freedom.
so glad you joined us today. Just a reminder, after second service in Auditorium 1, meet the pastor. We pray you have a wonderful week, and we will see you.